Story three of Strictly Business More Stories of the Four Million by O. Henry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois. Story three Babes in the Jungle. Montague Silver, the finest street man and art grafter in the West says to me once in little rock if you ever lose your mind billy and get too old to do honest swindling among grown men go to new york in the west a sucker is born every minute but in new york they appear in chunks of row you can't count them two years afterward i found that i couldn't remember the names of the russian admirals and i noticed some gray hairs over my left ear so i knew the time had arrived for me to take silver's advice i struck new york about noon one day and took a walk up broadway and i run against silver himself all encompassed up in a spacious kind of haberdashery leaning against a hotel and rubbing the half-moons on his nails with a silk handkerchief Paresis or superannuated i ask him hello billy says silver i'm glad to see you yes it seemed to me that the west was accumulating a little too much wiseness i've been saving new york for dessert i know it's a low-down trick to take things from these people they only know this and that and pass to and fro and think ever and anon i'd hate for my mother to know i was skinning these weak-minded ones she raised me better is there a crush already in the waiting-rooms of the old doctor that does skin-grafting i asks well no says silver you needn't back epidermis to win today. i've only been here a month but i'm ready to begin and the members of willie manhattan's sunday school class each of whom has volunteered to contribute a portion of cuticle towards this rehabilitation may as well send their photos to the evening daily i've been studying the town says silver and reading the papers every day and i know it as well as the cat in the city hall knows an o'sullivan people here lie down on the floor and scream and kick when you are the least bit slow about taking money from them come up in my room and i'll tell you we'll work the town together billy for the sake of old times silver takes me up in a hotel he has a quantity of irrelevant objects lying about there's more ways of getting money from these metropolitan hayseeds says silver than there is of cooking rice in charleston south carolina they'll bite at anything the brains of most of em commute the wiser they are in intelligence the less perception of cognizance they have why didn't a man the other day sell j p morgan an oil portrait of rockefeller jr for andrea del sarto's celebrated painting of the young st john you see that bundle of printed stuff in the corner billy that's gold mining stock i started out one day to sell that but i quit it in two hours why got arrested for blocking the street people fought to buy it 
i sold the policeman a block of it on the way to the station house and then i took it off the market i don't want people to give me their money i want some little consideration connected with the transaction to keep my pride from being hurt i want em to guess the missing letter in chicago or draw to a pair of nines before they pay me a cent of money now there's another little scheme that worked so easy i had to quit it you see that bottle of blue ink on the table i tattooed an anchor on the back of my hand and went to a bank and told em i was admiral dewey's nephew they offered to cash my draft on him for a thousand but i didn't know my uncle's first name it shows though what an easy town it is as for burglars they won't go in a house now unless there's a hot supper ready and a few college students to wait on em they're slugging citizens all over the upper part of the city and i guess taking the town from end to end it's a plain case of assault and battery monty says i when silver had slacked up you may have manhattan correctly discriminated in your prerogative but i doubt it i've only been in town two hours but it don't dawn upon me that it's ours with a cherry in it there ain't enough russ and orbe about it to suit me i'd be a good deal much better satisfied if the citizens had a straw or more in their hair and run more to velveteen vests and buckeye watch charms they don't look easy to me you've got it billy says silver all emigrants have it new york's bigger than little rock or europe and it frightens a foreigner you'll be all right i tell you i feel like slapping the people here because they don't send me all their money in laundry baskets with germicide sprinkled over it i hate to go down on the street to get it who wears the diamonds in this town why winnie the wiretapper's wife and bella the bunco steerer's bride new yorkers can be worked easier than a blue rose on a tidy the only thing that bothers me is i know i'll break the cigars in my vest pocket when i get my clothes all full of twenties i hope you are right monty says i but i wish all the same i had been satisfied with a small business in little rock the crop of farmers is never so short out there but what you can get a few of em to sign a petition for a new post office that you can discount for two hundred dollars at the county bank the people here appear to possess instincts of self-preservation and illiberality i fear me that we are not cultured enough to tackle this game don't worry says silver i've got this jayville near terrytown correctly estimated as sure as north river is the hudson and east river ain't the river why there are people living in four blocks of broadway who never saw any kind of a building except a skyscraper in their lives a good live hustling western man ought to get conspicuous enough here inside of three months to incur either jerome's clemency or lawson's displeasure hyperbole aside says i do you know of any immediate system of buncoing the community out of a dollar or two except by applying to the salvation army or having a fit on miss helen gould's doorsteps dozens of em says silver how much capital have you got billy a thousand i told him i've got twelve hundred dollars says he 
we'll pull and do a big piece of business there's so many ways we can make a million that i don't know how to begin the next morning silver meets me at the hotel and he is all sonorous and stirred with a kind of silent joy where to meet j p morgan this afternoon says he a man i know in the hotel wants to introduce us he's a friend of his he says he likes to meet people from the west that sounds nice and plausible says i i'd like to know mr morgan it won't hurt us a bit says silver to get acquainted with a few finance kings i kind of like the social way new york has with strangers the man silver knew was named klein at three o'clock klein brought his wall street friend to see us in silver's room mr morgan looked some like his pictures and he had a turkish towel wrapped around his left foot and he walked with a cane mr silver and mr perskid says klein it sounds superfluous says he to mention the name of the greatest financial cut it out klein says mr morgan i'm glad to know you gents i take great interest in the west klein tells me you're from little rock i think i've a railroad or two out there somewhere if either of you guys would like to deal a hand or two of stud poker i now pierpont cuts in klein you forget excuse me gents says morgan since i've had the gout so bad i sometimes play a social game of cards at my house neither of you never knew one-eyed peters did you while you was around little rock he lived in seattle new mexico before we could answer mr morgan hammers on the floor with his cane and begins to walk up and down swearing in a loud tone of voice they have been pounding your stocks today on the street pierpont asks klein smiling stocks no roars mr morgan it's that picture i sent an agent to europe to buy i just thought about it he cabled me today that it ain't to be found in all italy i'd pay fifty thousand dollars tomorrow for that picture yes seventy five thousand dollars i give the agent a la carte in purchasing it i cannot understand why the art galleries will allow a da vinci why mr morgan says klein i thought you owned all the da vinci paintings what is the picture like mr morgan asks silver it must be as big as the side of the flatiron building i'm afraid your art education is on the bum mr silver says morgan the picture is twenty-seven inches by forty-two and it is called love's idle hour it represents a number of cloak models doing the two-step on the bank of a purple river the cablegram said it might have been brought to this country my collection will never be complete without that picture well so long gents us financiers must keep early hours mr morgan and klein went away together in a cab me and silver talked about how simple and unsuspecting great people was and silver said what a shame it would be to try to rob a man like mr morgan and i said i thought it would be rather imprudent myself klein proposes a stroll after dinner and me and him and silver walks down toward seventh avenue to see the sights klein sees a pair of cufflinks that instigate his admiration in a pawn-shop window and we all go in while he buys em after we got back to the hotel and klein had gone 
silver jumps at me and waves his hands did you see it says he did you see it billy what i asks why that picture morgan wants it's hanging in that pawn shop behind the desk i didn't say anything because klein was there it's the article sure as you live the girls are as natural as paint can make them all measuring thirty-six and twenty-five and forty-two skirts if they had any skirts and they're doing a buck and wing on the bank of a river with the blues what did mr morgan say he'd give for it oh don't make me tell you they can't know what it is in that pawn shop when the pawn shop opened the next morning me and silver was standing there as anxious as if we wanted to soak our sunday suit to buy a drink we sauntered inside and began to look at watch chains that's a violent specimen of a chromo you've got up there remarked silver casual to the pawnbroker but i kind of enthuse over the girl with the shoulder blades and red bunting would an offer of two dollars and twenty-five cents for it cause you to knock over any fragile articles of your stock in hurrying it off the nail the pawnbroker smiles and goes on showing us plate watch chains that picture says he was pledged a year ago by an italian gentleman i loaned him five hundred dollars on it it is called love's idle hour and it is by leonardo da vinci two days ago the legal time expired and it became an unredeemed pledge here is a style of chain that is worn a great deal now at the end of half an hour me and silver paid the pawnbroker two thousand dollars and walked out with the picture silver got into a cab with it and started for morgan's office i goes to the hotel and waits for him in two hours silver comes back did you see mr morgan i asks how much did he pay you for it silver sits down and fools with a tassel on the table cover i never exactly saw mr morgan he says because mr morgan's been in europe for a month but what's worrying me billy is this the department stores have all got that same picture on sale framed for three dollars and forty-eight cents and they charge three dollars and fifty cents for the frame alone that's what i can't understand End of Story 3 Babes in the Jungle